Mary. Yes? I'm becoming confused again, aren't I? Of course not. Don't lie to me. Not you. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez back with another edition of East Society's 31 Days of Horror. Tonight, I am coming at you with a 1983 sequel, Psycho 2. It's 20. is coming home. Psycho 2. It's starting again. Rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Two decades after the original murders at the Bates Motel, Norman Bates completes his treatment at the mental institution and returns home to find his hotel run down under the management of Warren Toomey. Despite the new friendship with a waitress and a job but at and a job bussing tables at a diner, Norman begins to hear voices once again. No matter how hard he tries, Norman cannot keep Mother from returning and coaxing him to unleash the homicidal maniac within. All right, this was directed by Richard Franklin, and it stars Anthony Perkins, Vera Miles. Uh, oh, it was ri- I think it was written by Tom Holland. I'm pretty sure it did. Uh, Meg Tilly and... Robert, I can never say his name right. Lagia, I don't know. He was one of the one of the drug lord guys in um, Scarface. Hugh Gillen and Dennis Franz. Um, I saw this one. I did see it in the theater, but I didn't see it when it initially came out. Um. I saw it in 83, but it it came out and I just must have missed it. Um, I remember seeing it, uh, going to see a, a newer film, well, old film, but new film, newer film back in 83. And this was the second film. Um, I did see, I saw the first one when it was on TV because I was not around in 1960. Um, the original film isn't really... It's spooky and creepy. I know some people don't think so, but uh, as a little kid watching that, um, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. I still watch it today. It's a a good film. But this one, out of the four films, uh, minus the the remake, this one was my favorite. Um, Because like I said, the, the first one wasn't really, it was black and white and the only really scenes that that come to mind, other than the, the 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 classic shower scene, I mean, there's there's blood, but you don't really see any gore. You just kind of see the knife moving and her holding her hands up, but you see blood dripping onto the onto the tub. And that's how this film starts. It starts off how uh, that that the shower scene began, and then we all we all know what happens. He gets uh, locked up, but this is. Uh, it says 22 years after his killing spree, Norman Bates has overcome his delusions and accepted that his mother is dead. Yeah. So he kind of just 
went through. Uh, he comes back home. They're in Cal- Northern, no, Southern California, I think. No, 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 no. When they were in Northern California, because I remember the beginning of the original one, they uh, it was started in San Francisco, and then she was going north, I believe, for, from what I remember. Um, I'm not sure if they built this house somewhere or if they use the back lot of universal i don't i don't really know let me see if i can find something uh well it says right here principal principal photography of psycho 2 took place at universal studios in universal city okay well i assume it's that house the um the at universal the, the the one we see on the tour um not sure if they did the inside uh, the Bates house is set and still standing for the 19th. Oh, I guess they used that one even in the 60s. But the motel had been reconstructed. All right. Um, similar to the original film, it was mostly shot at Universal Backlot and a number of sound stages. Ah, okay. I assume the insides of the houses were uh, the backstage or the backlots or on a stage. So are in a big, giant movie stage thing. But anyway. um, Yeah, so... Norman comes home. Um, the sheriff and, and his doctor, his doctor is um, Robert Lagia. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, a doctor, Bill Raymond. He comes home, kind of tells him, let's uh, Norman get back into, into his life. Um, he does tell him, look, there's some guy running your hotel. Um, no, I don't think he tells him. Somebody else tells him. Uh, but he goes, yeah, we got you a job, so you're all good. So he kind of just comes home and is doing his thing. Uh, we get a Lila Loomis. She is, I believe she was the, I don't know if she was the sister of uh, one of his victims uh, from the first film. But she has a petition to, like, she thinks Norman should just stay locked up for all the murders he did and, like he got out because of he pleaded insanity and everything. But so he's just trying to live his life. But then we got her and her daughter played by uh, Meg Tilly, Mary Loomis. But at this time, Norman doesn't know Mary is um, Lila Loomis's daughter. So she just oh, he just thinks she's just some girl that he met at work because he actually meets uh, Mary when he's working at the diner. She's busting tables and everything. And he's. He's helping the cook. So he's got his job. He's just trying to do what he's doing. And when, he, when he gets when he first gets to his house, he kind of walks around and just things start coming back in his head. But he's trying to live his life. But then slowly things take a turn. He's starting to uh, see notes at uh, at work um, when he's when he's helping the, the cook uh, where the waitresses put the, the orders on that little spinning wheel. There's one that says, um, no, that doesn't appear till later because he's at work. He meets, he meets Mary and she doesn't have any place to stay. So he's like, yeah, come to my house. I got a, I got a motel you can stay at. That's when he kind of has his, uh, dealing with, uh, Toomey, uh, Dennis Franz and Toomey turned the base motel basically into one of those little flop houses where you only rent the rooms by an hour. Because he gets there and his party and everything going on. And uh, Norman kind of goes through one of the rooms and finds remnants of joints and other drug paraphernalia. And he's it's like, nah, this ain't happening. Uh, you you got to get out. But Toomey kind of gets in his face. You can't fire me. 
Um, cause Toomey was hired by the state, uh, to run that hotel or that motel. Would they really do that? Or would they just let that motel sit there? I pretty, well, maybe it was different in the eighties, but I'm pretty sure they would just let that place rot, uh, and sit there, but they don't, they didn't have the right to go in there and tear it all down. But anyway, that's another story, I guess. But so he fires Toomey and then, uh, he doesn't want Mary staying there because it's all run down and everything. So he's like, you know what? what? I got room. Why don't you come stay at the house? Um, I, she's kind of like hesitant to go. Okay. But she's like, you know what? All right. I'll, 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 uh, I'll come stay up there. But I mean, she does, uh, she goes, no, 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 I can go stay somewhere else. But then she goes, you know what? Uh, that didn't work out with my friend. I'll just come stay here. So she comes, uh, to the house at this time. We still don't have no idea what her intentions are, uh, back at work. Uh, now I can talk about the little wheel, the little wheel with the notes or with the, the orders on it. Uh, he gets one when and Norman sees it and it's a, a note from his mother. He's like, don't let that little whore stay in my house again. And he's like, wait, what? And, and the, he kind of starts to flip out. So he go, he he tells his, he tells everybody, and nobody believes him. He go, they goes up. He goes, it's right there on the wheel. He goes up and look, and they go, I don't see anything. He has other coworkers, a uh, Mrs. Spool that works there at the uh, at the diner with him, and uh, of course his boss. The, the I assume he's the cook, but so he's just like. He kind of has a little episode, but you know what? Why don't you just go home and 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 chill? We'll we'll get this uh, all situated. So, as the story goes on, he he gets more notes uh, at work. Um, and then one of them says, "Like, don't let that little slut back over there. Or I'm gonna kill her and stuff like that." He's starting to get phone calls uh, at home, and I think he had one at work too. I can't remember, but. Uh, and it's his mother. I mean, he's, we don't hear it, but he's like, first he's like, wait, my mother's dead. And then he kind of, you know, when he kind of f- switches over because he is, he's holding the phone on one side, but then when he, he gets the phone and puts it to the other side of his head and he goes, yes, mother. Okay. And he just starts talking to her. So he's like, what? I mean, some people are, I mean, he starts to tell people, he tells his doctor and his doctor's like, come on, I mean, your mom's dead. You know that. And he's like, no, no, my mom's calling me. And he goes, well, she's telling me that um, uh, his mom, uh, was it Norma? Was that her name? I can't, Mrs. Bates. I don't even remember the the mom's name in the first film. But anyway, um, he's telling, he goes, she's telling me that, or uh, his mom that's on the phone, that's what he thinks is his mom. She's telling me that, Mrs. Bates wasn't my mom and this is my real mom talking and the doctor is like, oh, all right, you know what? Come on. Takes him out to the, to the grave uh, of Mrs. Bates. They dig her up. They open up the, the casket and it's all rotten. And he goes, look, see, she's dead. He goes, that can't be your mother calling you. And he's like, well, okay. Would they do that? Maybe in the eighties, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they wouldn't do that today. Cause I'm pretty sure that if you dug up someone like that, I mean, there's probably all kinds of crazy laws and everything, but I don't know. I don't think that would smell pretty good. But anyway, so we, this is when we, we, we start the, the doctor starts to put two and two together 
and he realizes that Mary is uh, Lila Loomis's daughter. So he's kind of keeping an eye on, on them. And during all of this, um, people start start to get killed. There is a few uh, good kills in this. This is uh, this is streaming on Peacock, I believe. But uh, there's a scene when um, two uh, two teenagers break into the the fruit cellar of Norman's house, and they go downstairs and kind of light up and start messing around. But uh, one of them hears something, so he walks over and looks out the door. And in the next room, we see a tall woman, and it looks like Norman's mom. We only see the back back of her. So he's looking, and he's like, come on, we better get out of here. So he goes and helps his girlfriend out the window. Uh, he's trying to climb out, but he makes some noise, and the woman in the next room hears him. And then she comes up and just grabs him and, and starts stabbing him. Uh, and everything that girl's looking through the window going, ah, and then she, she takes off running. So that boy's dead. Um, Oh, uh, when that all happened, Norman was, was home and he went up into the attic, I believe. And then, um, Oh, okay. He's, he's up in the attic. He gets locked in there. Like the door shuts and then he goes and it's locked so he can't get in. And that's when uh, the kids, uh, the two teenagers downstairs, uh, the boy gets killed and, and the girl escapes. Uh, Mary comes home and he hears, Norman hears her. So he's like, no, I'm up here, I'm here. She comes up and lets him out. And they're like, oh, well, somebody locked me in. She goes, oh, nobody's here but you. Um, And then the, the sheriff comes up and said, hey. Uh, we, we got a situation. Uh, this girl was here. She says that uh, somebody killed her boyfriend down the fruit cellar. Can, can we go in and look? And they're like, well, I don't know, but all right. So because the police tell her, well, the sheriff tells us that, look, um, she's scared. She won't come back in this house, but let us go down there and look. So they go downstairs. They start looking around. The place looks fine. They don't see blood or anything. So they're like, well, this place looks pretty. And because Norman goes, this is the first time I've been down here since I've been home. And then the sheriffs go, well, the place looks pretty clean. He goes, did you did you clean it? And he's like, no, like like I said, he's never been there since uh, he's been home this whole time. And then Mary's like, well, oh, I came down here and I cleaned it. And they're like looking at her like, okay. And they go, well, there's nothing here, so no foul, no harm. So the cops end up leaving. And then just more stuff like that, more phone calls and everything. But Norman's starting to like, am I really seeing these things? Am I really hearing things? Because before earlier when he was walking around his house, he was he was hearing things, but he wasn't really sure. There's a scene where he goes up uh, when Mary first came over. They go up uh, into his mom's room and he's like, he doesn't want to go in there. Oh, that's my mom's room. Don't, don't go in there. And she's like, come on, let's go in there. So they go in there and look and the room's all like there's sheets all over the furniture and everything covering it. So they don't get all dusty. Uh, the bed mattress is all rolled up. So he's like, okay, yeah, let's, let's go. But later, later on when Norman is home by himself, he starts to hear things and he goes up. Oh, he, um, he sees, uh, he's outside sometime and he sees somebody up in the window 
of his mom's room. So he goes up in there and then the room is all set up. Uh, the little sheets are gone. The bed's made, everything. He comes walking in. He's like, oh, what the hell's going on? So he ends up leaving. I think he must have left for a while because when he comes back to tell Mary, he goes, look, her, her room's all made up. They go back in there and it's all covered up again. So obviously whoever had done this, I mean, supposedly one person did it, but I don't think so. <laughs> but hey, it's a movie. Because when they go back in there, everything's all covered again. He's like, oh, man, he's he's still starting to question his sanity. But and while all this stuff is happening and, and all the phone calls. So uh, things just start to get uh, more haywire. Uh, Lila Loomis comes to the house because Mary, Mary's trying to tell her mom, say, look, Norman's all right. Why don't we just leave him alone? But uh, her mom is like, are you just going to let him? He killed, he killed our family. And he goes, you're just going to, you're okay with that. And she's like, that was a long time ago. Let's, let's just move forward. Norman paid for his, his crimes. I don't know the law, but I'm pretty sure if you killed numerous people in your, in your past, you're going to be in jail for a while, but I don't know. Anyway. Um, so She's like, just leave him alone, leave him alone. She goes, look, we almost got him. We almost got him. He's he's about to snap. Um, let's just keep doing this for a little more. And Mary's like, you know what? If you're going to do it, go ahead. I'm not going to help you anymore. So Lila kind of like, oh, all right, whatever. So she goes back up uh, to the house and sneaks in. Uh, down in the basement, there's a little cobblestone that she moves a little on the floor of the rocks. And it's got a um, a wig and a dress like his mom and a knife. So she's getting ready to go do all that. And then she hears something and she turns around. This is probably my favorite part or my favorite kill in the film. She comes up and she turns around and goes, ah, because she sees uh, somebody coming at her with a knife. And she's like, what the hell? And uh, it's totally cheesy. But hey, it was the 80s. And I, I still think this this kill looks cool. But whoever uh, it is stabs Mary uh, or not Mary, uh, Lila Loomis in the mouth. It's like a shot, a side view shot and the big old huge butcher knife. And it just goes right into her mouth and comes out of the back of her, her head and out of her neck. But, uh, it's cool effect. I thought it was awesome. Um, Cause like this or this one, uh, like I said, in the first one, there's, there's death and everything, but there's not really blood and gore and everything. This one, they, they go a little more with it. I think they go a lot more with the third one. I haven't seen that one in a while, but I want to say that there was more, there was more deaths in that one. But so, um, Lila's dead and Mary just kind of thinks her mom just kind of disappeared. He doesn't know and everything. And, and Norman is still trying to, uh, get everything situated. Um, uh, more phone calls come and it's when Mary's there. Because Mary answers the phone so he goes, and there's nobody there. And she's like, look, uh, no, Norman answers the phone. Go, hey, hey, he starts talking. Hi, mother. And all this. And then Mary takes the phone. She goes, hello, who is this? And he goes, Lila, leave, leave her, leave him alone. And then Norman kind of takes the phone away from her. Then he starts talking to her again. And then Mary runs upstairs and gets on the other phone and said, hello, Norman, this is your mother. I want you to hang up the phone right now. You don't sound like my mother. And then she goes, I am your mother. So it just it just starts to get hay, hay, haywire from here. Um, 
uh, other people are. Oh no, there's a scene I think I skipped over it. I'm jumping all over the place on this one, everybody. You can piece it all together. Uh, Mr. Toomey, um, he came to. This is more more in the beginning, because after um, Norman fired him, he came back uh, to his job and started getting into it and then started talking hell shit, saying, "Now he's a loony, he's a psycho, and he's gonna kill again and stuff like that." So Mr. Toomey's all drunk. He shows up back at the base motel to get his stuff. And he's in there looking around trying to, and he hears something and he turns around and he's like, got a shock looked and you just see a knife go and just slices him in the face. And then he, he ends up dead. So uh, the cops are looking for him. They don't really know what's going on. Um, they go down to the swamp because in the first one, after he killed people, he took them down to the swamp. So they went to go drag the swamp water when people started disappearing and uh, they find Mr. Toomey's car and uh, the divers go in and go, well, there's nothing in the front seat. So they pull it out. They open up the trunk and I assume that was Mr. Toomey laying in the trunk. So they're like, ah, but they asked Norman and he doesn't, he's got alibis for when all this was going on. But the sheriff, he, he realizes, um, Lila Loomis and Mary were were doing all this to to Norman, and he's like, "Do you know anything about this?" And he's like, "No." He goes, well, all right, I advise you to get out of town. So, uh, after all that's going on, after Lila gets killed, um, let me see, what does it say? While Lila's retrieving mother's gun, yes, this is when she gets killed. Um, yeah, talks on the phone, mother, this and that. Mary gets on the phone. Confronted by the sight of her mother standing over Dr. Raymond's body's corpse, uh, Norman's and Sandy finally snaps in and, and advises upon Mary Babbler. She backs into the... Okay. Um, this is when they found uh, Lila. Oh, no, no, no. Um, it, it was really starting to go haywire in the house. Um, and Norman, she was like trying to... Or, Mary was trying to tell Norman, look, it's it's my mom and, and everybody. And he's like, uh, I don't know. He didn't kind of believe her. But then they go down into the cellar and, and then he starts looking around and Mary finds uh, her mom. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, before all that. Uh, she's upstairs and I think she runs. Uh, Norman's on the phone talking to his mother. Mary's like, she's trying to tell him that's not your mom. So she runs down into the into the cellar. She gets the the wig and the dress. She puts it on. She runs upstairs, and she's standing there in front of Norman, like Norman, this is your mother. Uh, get off, hang up the phone. And he looks at her. He's kind of shocked, but he's like, uh, he doesn't really know. So she's, he's like, like, come on, what, what what's happening here? But then Norman, Mary kind of, she's got the knife as well, so she kind of backs up out of uh, into the hallway and uh the doctor uh he comes up behind her and like goes, i got you and then she turns around and stabs him in in the chest and then he goes falling down the stairs i like this kill because when he falls down the stairs uh he falls forward and the the handle of the knife hits the banister and just goes into him more and so he's dead and he's standing there uh mary's standing over him like oh fuck and then this time Norman just, but wow, he's like, oh man, come on. He starts snapping and then he's like, mother, what did you do? What did you do? 
And then she goes, well, I'm not your mother. And he goes, it's okay. It's okay. I can take care of this. And she's just like, Norman, it's me. She takes off the, the wig. It, it's Mary. And he's like, mother, what are you doing? And, and he's like coming towards her. So she's starting to freak out. She starts to stab him. She stabs him in the hands. And he's like, it's okay. I, I, I'll, I'll take care of this. And he goes, I love you. And he's just full. He just snapped. And, and all the shit that was piling up on, they were piling on top of him. I guess it did work and what they wanted to do. But Mary was still like, no, no, it's me. It's me. And this part was real. I, I don't like paper cuts. I don't like any kind of cuts. But there's a scene when she holds up the knife. Norman grabs the blade with both hands and she just pulls it out of his hand. So it slices his hand. I was like, ah, even, even when I watched this the other night, I, I don't like that scene, but his hands are bleeding. He's like, he backs her down into the fruit cellar and she's like, Norman, Norman, it's me. And then she kind of bumps the, there's a big old pile of coal in the corner. Uh, she bumps that or Norman bumps it. And then some of it kind of moves. And then she looks over and sees her mom's body. We see we see her face and she looks at him. Yeah, you killed my mother. So she starts to run over to stab him. Um, and the, the sheriff, they come running downstairs and they blast Mary and, and kill her. So she's done for. And then so like, ah, uh, so cops are like, well, these are, we assume these are the ones that are that killed everybody. And they were just trying to make you crazy. So. Everything should be good. Norman's all bandaged up like, okay, all right, well, I guess I'll go home. So Norman goes home and he's doing this thing. He's sitting in uh, his uh, kitchen eating a sandwich. And uh, we this is a cool shot. We go outside and we it's dark. We see the house and we see a lady walking up the stairs. So he walks over and he's sitting there eating. And then we hear a knock on the door and, he opens the door and it's Mrs. Spool. And so he goes, oh, hey. And she goes, oh, I heard everything that happened. I just want to make sure you're okay. So she comes in and sits down. And he goes, well, do you want something to eat? She goes, oh, no. He goes, well, how about a cup of tea? And she goes, all right. So he sits there and makes her a cup of tea, gives it to her. And she starts drinking it. And then he kind of turns around and is like, so are you really my mother? And she like, uh, he goes, yeah. Or she goes, you know, this is what it says. Uh, later, Emma Spool, another waitress from the diner, visits Norman and informs him that she is his real mother. Uh, Mrs. Bates was her sister and adopted Norman as an infant while, El- while Emma was institutionalized. All right. Well, Emma said she, Mrs. Spool said she was really young. And then just I guess she was kind of going crazy. So she uh, gave Norman to her sister. And. So she goes, yeah, I just I gave her to raise you and didn't know that uh, she was all wacky and crazy and did all the shit that she did to him. Uh, watch uh, Psycho Four: the beginning. This is that that's like a prequel. Well, it's set in modern times, but it's Norman telling the story of how his mom was treating him or how Mrs. Bates was treating him. So. um. I think they erased that one. I guess Mrs. Bates was his mom. I don't know. I mean, just watch the, watch the movies. So he's like, she's like, yeah, she's basically spilling her guts to him. This is why I couldn't take care of you. And then Mrs. Spool is actually the ones that was killing everybody. 
uh, killed Miss Toomey, killed Lila, killed uh, the boy that was downstairs. She goes, I saw what they were doing to you and I wasn't going to let them harm my little boy. So she just started killing them all. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, this scene was pretty rough, man. He turns around while she's sitting there. I mean, shout out to the lady, uh, Claudia Breyer. Um, you can clearly see that she had some kind of uh, a helmet under her wig because it's her sitting there. He turns around. He's got a shovel in the in the kitchen. And he just picks it up and then just she's like bending down, leaning forward to drink her tea. And he just wham slams her in the back of the head and she falls down, starts convulsing on the floor and obviously just dies. So he's kind of like, okay. so he picks her up and uh, carries her upstairs. And uh, we see the kids like a high camera shot. We see him walking up the stairs, holding her. He goes in the room. And the camera is still outside, and then we hear, "Well, mother, here you're you're okay." And then she starts uh, talking, like, uh, "What are we doing? Come on, what are you doing? That that's is what this is what you get uh, for looking at girls. And why don't you go down to the motel and open it up? What do you think uh, we're gonna live off of?" And he's like, "Yes, mother. Yes, mother." And she kind of like just puts you go. Oh no, she goes, "Put me by the window." So I can watch you uh, run the hotel and everything. And she kind of just scolds him. Uh, and then he's like, okay. So she goes, just remember, mother loves you. And I love you too. And then he goes outside. And uh, he, If you're looking at the poster of it, this is pretty much the last shot of the film. He's standing there looking up uh, in the window and his, his mom is looking out the window. And that's the end of your movie. Um. I like this movie. Okay, directed by Richard Franklin, written by Tom Holland. Uh, I thought this movie was awesome. Again, this is my favorite one out of the four. I mean, I like all four of them, but this one was my favorite one. Um, uh, the budget was five million, and it geez, it took it was a killing. Uh, Thirty four point seven million at the box office. I think it was just because everybody was more curious of. That film of the if after people have seen the first film, they wanted to know what happened, so everybody went rushed out to see it. So it was obviously a really good time to put this movie out. Twenty two years later, so I thought that was really cool. But in nineteen eighty three, I loved it. The twenty twenty two, I still love this film, and it's uh, definitely one that I got in my library. Well, I got all four of them. Um, did I, no, I didn't buy the box set. I. The first one was just a regular universal release and then Scream Factory did two, three, and four. So I think you can still get those. I don't know why they didn't just put it. Well, I guess they didn't have the rights to the first one. But anyway, uh, Cycle 2, awesome film. Definitely check it out if you guys haven't seen it. Obviously, I spoiled the whole film for you, but uh, it it is a good film. I really love this one. So, all right, that's going to be it this episode. So come back tomorrow for uh, another one. So until then, be safe out there and party on.